morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Through Pierre, back in the saddle for another wild, whimsical Wednesday, friends, for Torch Report 358, Global Censorship Goes Viral. As one might expect, the globalists seek to destroy what they claim to protect, friends. Uh, go ahead and laugh. I put a screenshot here at the top of the report today. It's from the United Nations and their peace and dignity and equality on a healthy planet. Front page news for them today. It says everything's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. Everything's all right. Peace, man. <laughs> anyway, when I saw that, I laughed. I laughed out loud, had a good old belly laugh uh, because when they're saying Everything is all right. That's just laughable. It's laughable to anybody who's been paying attention. But what's fascinating to me is that this is their lockstep messaging for World Press Day, uh, World Press Freedom Day. In their own words, quote, this year marks the 30th anniversary of World Press Freedom Day. It is a day to celebrate the fundamental principles of freedom, to evaluate press freedom around the world, to defend the media from attacks on their independence, and to pay tribute to journalists who have lost their lives in the exercise of their profession. For this World Press Freedom Day, we encourage everyone to publish a single message. Everything is all right. <laughs> <laughs> Period. End quote. In in the uh, in the in the spirit of World Press Freedom Day, they want everyone to publish a single message. That aside, I mean that that by itself is uh, <laughs> it's just it's astounding, friends. I don't even know what to say. You know that they want everybody to say the same thing, and they want everybody to say that everything is all right. You know the irony that the UN World Press Freedom Day has a central message that everything is all right on a day when Ukrainian drones, quote unquote, Ukrainian drones, just attempted to assassinate the Russian president. It's remarkable to me. The gall, the audacity, the insanity of it all. <laughs> will it ever stop? I don't I don't know, friends. I, I don't think it will. Uh, this this globalist crazy train, it's it's moving right along at warp speed. It's passing through the incredible transition that they've dubbed the Great Reset, rapidly transporting us to future Earth, as we've been discussing here in recent reports. Friends, these people are crazy, but they assume that if they can get the global media apparatus to parrot the narrative that everything is all right, then the majority of the masses will believe that everything's all right. And this, this is a perfect example of controlling emerging public perceptions, using the activist media strategies, not only to make the news, but to define what news is. And I put a lot of quotes in there, friends, just to remind you uh, that these are their words, not mine. I'm not making this stuff up. And if you need to brush up, check out Torch Report 329, the great global story, which really outlines these uh, activist media strategies and stuff like that. But I want to pick apart 
the irony of this all and really poke fun at the woke insanity of it all. But first, let's uh, peruse some headlines, shall we? Out in the news today, we find that global rice shortage looms, set to be the biggest in decades. We learned that New York is slated to become the first state to ban natural gas stoves. Meanwhile, the EPA approves California's plan to phase out diesel trucks. Biden proposes 30% climate change tax on cryptocurrency mining. California reparations panel hints at $1.2 million in payments to every black resident, while the U.S. Navy platform uh, drag queen influencers to attract youth to the military in their hiring crisis. Now, it just goes on and on. Do you think that the U.S. Navy uh, using a drag queen influencer to attract youth to the military is 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 projecting strength on the global stage? I don't know, friends. You know, do you think that uh, banning natural gas stoves or phasing out diesel trucks or all of this stuff, you know, it's do you think that any of this is going to do a damn bit of good? I, I don't personally, and I think it's only going to advance the globalist agenda. But do you know what all of these headlines have in common? Aside from being on par with cow flatulence and the fart of a dog in the absurdity department, all of these headlines aptly demonstrate the effects of the UN's Global Vision Local Voice Initiative. The globalists write the narrative and the immediate establishments around the world push the propaganda. They push it in a relentless effort to control public perception. And you know what, friends? It works. It works. There's a science to it. And the results of this science really are seen in these insane policies that are being promoted by the leftist as they mark in lockstep, you know, right off the edge of the cliff. You know, we want everybody to say the same thing. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just keep on marching straight to the edge of that big old cliff. You know, anyway, friends, it seems appropriate to point out <clears throat> that these people are no longer capable of thinking for themselves due to the menticide and the mental assimilation into the collective hive mind. These people whether they are global state or local leaders or whether they are just the useful idiots who've been sucked into the scam, they are now operatives of the global elites. Whether they realize it or not, they're being used as tools in the hands of the global cabal who's trying to enslave us all in the great inescapable socialist surveillance state. Ah, you see, friends, the globalists... The global elites, the global cabal, the WEF, in conjunction with their myriad public-private partnerships and NGOs, they develop the language. And then they gather the experts. And then they pay for consensus. And then this gives them the green light to gaslight the masses at a global scale with remarkable success, I might add. It works because language determines perspectives and perspectives determine beliefs and beliefs determine behavior. Thus, control the language and one can control the behavior. And they understand this. They've known this for a really long time. As first reported in Torch Report 65, the responsibility to protect, I just want to share a little excerpt here, using sophisticated techniques like horizon scanning, capacity building, and the Delphi method, the global elites have been very successful at implementing their agenda. 
building the scaffolding of total control in an incremental and systematic way. It's worth noting these strategies were developed by military and intelligence agencies who were developing weapons for psychological warfare. Now, friends, interestingly enough, just this morning, I had a friend share a link with me uh, on the Substack notes. Have you checked out? I sent out a link yesterday. It was kind of that auto-generated thing, but, you know, hey, Substack notes, that's where it's at. If there's more engagement, we can have more conversation and back and forth and stuff. So it was pretty cool this morning to find a link there shared by a leader, uh, a thought leader, that's for true, uh, by a reader, by a friend, by a supporter of the Torch Report. They shared a link on the Delphi method. And the Delphi method, it the, that I... The link that I put in the original report, Torch Report 65, goes to a dot .mil website. It talks about the Delphi method as a tool of psychological warfare. But the, the link that was shared by the friend this morning comes from the Virginia Land Rights Coalition, and it does an excellent job of explaining how the Delphi method works in action, as in how you might experience or be subjected to the Delphi method in any given meeting at the local level. And I really appreciated how the author connected the dots between how these methods are being used in your local city council meetings, uh, organizational meetings or whatever, and then also how they're being used to fundamentally transform America. And I would add to that, uh, fundamentally transform humanity as a whole. But I want to share a little clip here from the, from the article. I'm going to read it to you here. Quote, this very effective technique, that's the Delphi method, is being used over and over and over to change our form of government from the representative republic intended by the founding fathers in, into a participatory democracy. Now citizens chosen at large are manipulated into accepting preset outcomes while they believe that the input they provide produce the outcomes, which is now theirs. What they're saying here is that, you know, the, the citizens are like, come on, we want to get some community feedback. Let us know what you think. And but the, the outcome has already been predetermined going on. The reality is that the final outcome was already determined long before any public meetings took place, determined by individuals unknown to the public. Can you say conspiracy? These change agents or facilitators can be beaten, says the Virginia Land Rights Coalition. They say they must be beaten using their own methods against them, period, end quote. Now, I especially appreciate that last line, that they may be beaten by using their own methods against them. Friends, if you've been with me for any length of time, you've heard me say exactly that repeatedly. We need to mirror their methods. We need to form a long-term strategy. It will be impossible to eradicate the mind virus overnight. The long, slow, incremental transformation of public consciousness cannot simply be undone in a single sitting. Reshaping neuroplasticity, and this is really what it gets down to, friends, that takes patience and repetition. It takes time. The infected masses, those who have been assimilated into the collective, who now self-identify as cosmopolitan global citizens, I mean, truly sophisticated peasants, these, these cosmopolitan global citizens are, they're going to continue to increase per capita, meaning a growing percentage of the population is going to identify as cosmopolitan. And that's going to build ever more ever more momentum for the global cabal until such a time as there is a well-funded, well-organized, concerted effort 
to address these methods. We have to understand what they're doing and how they're doing it, how these techniques and methods of psychological warfare, the Delphi method, horizon scanning, et cetera, are being used against us. We need to understand that first. And then we need to mirror the methods in an effort to neutralize the effect. So if we can kind of do the same thing, we can kind of neutralize the effect, cancel that out a little bit. Simultaneously, to make progress here, to, to go on the offense, we need to launch a social campaign that is specifically designed to introduce the anecdotal thoughts that will inoculate future generations against this woke mind virus. Friends, but that, 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 that's going to exceed the scope of today's report. All that said, even once we've done that, which is a lot, <laughs> we still have to deal with the crazies who are currently living in complete and utter denial of reality. I suspect that you know, of the current, you know, crop of crazies, there's going to be a lot of them who are a lost cause. And thus, you know, some percentage of the socialist vanguard like Bernie Sanders, they're going to simply have to die out. You know what I mean? That they go the way of the dinosaurs. But but as an optimist who has studied the psychological warfare intently, friends, I just got to show a few books here for the Patriot Club readers. I just got books sitting kind of all over the place, but I'm constantly reading and studying. And trying to wrap my head around how they're pulling this off so I can share with you how they're pulling this off so we can put our heads together and figure out what the hell we can do about it. Now, being an optimistic, having studied the techniques, I do believe that it's possible that we can still reach people and help them see the bright beacon of liberty's light, so to speak. But uh, the heart, and I should say not but, but the, the hard times ahead they may hasten this awakening. You know, we're not going to be able to get, it's not going to just stop. We're going to watch the pendulum swing. But as the hard times ahead, uh, hard times ahead become uh, an increasing reality for people who are trying to deny reality, that's going to hasten the awakening. Just like when all the peasants started starving after every other commie revolution in the course of human history, friends. But let's get back to the press for a moment because that's really a pressing issue. Let's go ahead and zoom out. Zoop! Way out. Now, last week, we talked about how purging the media of dissenting perspectives like Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino, etc., that leads directly to the death of democracy, just to borrow their words for a moment. Now, the same could be said for the state-funded censorship of political opposition, i.e. the Twitter files. And of course, all of this is happening right before our very eyes, but most people aren't paying attention. While the moronic minions relish this crushing of public discourse, I saw an op-ed in the paper here, local newspaper, saying, ha, 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 Fox News, neener, 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 they're rubbing their nose in it because they got rid of Tucker Carlson because he was spreading lies and misinformation about the violent insurrection and all that. But, you know, while that's happening, also they're out there screeching about how free speech is a free-for-all hellscape and all of this. While that's happening, friends, the globalists... They've already pivoted to shore up the narrative. I mean, they are so far ahead here. And as I've said many times, these people are evil. They're not stupid. And so here we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of World Press Freedom Day, wherein the globalists are gloating about their agenda to protect freedom of expression by teaming up with woke organizations that promote environmental causes, women's rights, children's rights, indigenous rights, digital rights, and the fight against corruption and others. Oh, and as always, <laughs> their words are just dripping with altruism. Now, 
That is, uh, of course, until we apply logic and realize that their words have a hidden, higher socialistic interpretation, the exact contrary of its real character, just to quote Karl Marx. Once we apply the logic and realize that, parse the language, peel back the layers of illusion and lies, we can see it for what it is. They are seeking to destroy what they claim to protect. Now, it should come as no surprise, but I, w- I thought it was you know, ironic that the UNESCO World Press Freedom Prize is named in honor of one Guillermo Cano Izaza, who happens to be a radical communist revolutionary turned Colombian journalist who was assassinated, as allegedly, for speaking truth to power. <laughs> Guillermo who wrote for the vanguard liberal rag El Espectador, which is, uh, that's Colombia's oldest newspaper. His father founded that newspaper in 1887, coincidentally, right about the time that Karl Marx's manifesto wasn't enjoying a, quote, revival in fortunes all around the world. And I find the history of this intriguing. I did put links in the report there. You know, you start to trace it and you're like, wow, these people are all on the same page, but they've been they've been organizing and orchestrating this concerted effort to capture the narrative and assimilate everybody into the commie collective since, you know, the late 1800s. And while all of this history is quite intriguing to an exceptionally curious peasant like me, the point that must be made here today is the stark contrast between the past and the present. Specifically, whereas in the past, liberals were passionate about protecting free speech and challenging the narrative and keeping the state in check, now liberals are just as passionate about censoring free speech, protecting the narrative, and promoting the state's propaganda. Hmm. Now, why is that, do you think, you know? Friends, in my mind, this is a telltale sign of psychological warfare. It's what William Sargant refers to as the ultra-paradoxical stage that immediately precedes trans-marginal collapse. And just to kind of put it in a nutshell, the science of brainwashing facilitates the unlearning of longstanding routines and establishes new patterns of thinking and behavior in the subconscious mind. It goes through this, I'm so confused, you know, snow is black. That's the ultra paradoxical stage to the transmarginal collapse. I don't even know what to think. I'm just going to passively accept whatever I'm told. Okay, that's where we're at right now. And keep in mind, friends, always don't forget that this can be achieved with clinical precision. No one is immune to it. They're they're exploiting loops in human biology, our physiology. They're hacking our minds literally. And, you know, I think that the state of American journalism today really attests to this, you know, as as Sargant warns in the book, The Battle for the Mind, again, you know, screenshot here if you're watching in the Patriot Club. I'm going to work on getting this video up. I've got videos that take so long to edit and get them up. I've got a lot of videos kind of backlogged. So it might be a while before I get this out. But never mind that, friends. These powerful techniques, warns William Sargon in his Battle for the Mind, these powerful techniques can bring about allegiance for a lifetime. 
in the battle for the mind, the brainwashing of the mind, the brainwashing of the masses, the ultra paradoxical stage and the trans marginal collapse of critical thinking. All of this, friends, allows new patterns of thinking, a, trans a transformation of consciousness. And these powerful techniques can bring about allegiance for a lifetime. Sit with the implications of that for a bit. It's happening, friends. Seeing the global press trying to convince the peasants that everything is all right, even in the midst of utter and complete chaos, despite the directly observable reality, should be a wake-up call for those who are still asleep. But unfortunately, friends, the masses are unlikely to get the memo, and that's why it's up to us to speak truth to power and share it far and wide. Indeed, friends, we need to get the word out that the commies are taking over the world! <laughs> I just had to say it, friends, and that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the Substack app or the website. Click that heart and give me some love. It helps to boost me in the algorithms. Hey, don't, think, uh, don't forget to join me on Notes. You can check out the notes. A lot more engagement and back and forth there. Uh, of course, you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club, getting access to special reports and behind the scenes footage of your very favorite fuzzy peasant friends. And of course, the greatest owner of all is if you share this podcast with someone. I don't know. Share it with anyone. Share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical Wednesday, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 